This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, baby, it's hour four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. We're now just 15, 20 minutes away from the expressway. We'll get you caught up on everything that has been developing in our world of sports, including Johnny Manziel throwing his coach under the bus and Jalen Brunson recapping his perspective and giving new insights, his departure from the Mavs to the New York Knicks. It's time now for Eric Chiafalo to deliver some baseball gold. Here's the chief. All right, last night, uh, Rangers hot stove with Jared Sandler. It was uh, it was really, really good. Always is. Uh, but Jared had bench coach and offensive coordinator for the Rangers, Donnie Ecker, on to kick off the program. And, I mean, it's worth hitting the rewind there and going back and listening in its entirety uh, because it was it was very educational. But uh, the things that stood out to me, the first one, talking about Mr. Foscu. We're all excited about young Foscu stepping up, maybe being the DH guy offensively. Everybody is just very, very impressed defensively. It's kind of like not really sure, but got to get that bat in the lineup some way, somehow. Hopefully he's breaking out all spring training and feeling good about going into the season. But this is Donnie Ecker, Rangers offensive coordinator on Foscu. I think when you're around Foscu, he what stands out to me is he really reminds me of some of the great hitters, their behaviors, particularly um, the way he behaves around a cage actually reminds me a lot of Buster Posey. It's very quiet. Um, it's very, very confident. And, and the work is like extremely detailed. And when you watch a guy like that work and you, you watch him go about his day and then you kind of look at his numbers, like this is just a guy that, we're going to really count on to be an offensive pillar in this organization for a long time. So he, he's, he's extremely intelligent with the game plan and model, which I know I've said that a few times on this call, but it's, it's a really big day, big uh, phase in our system that pitching is, is doing some, some very elaborate things. And a lot of guys are, their careers are ending uh, because they, they don't ever take that next step and just the intelligence of being able to, to figure out simple ways to, to kind of reverse it. So he's on that spectrum where I'd actually say he's already major league ready in terms of his ability to, to work in that bat. Um, so he's just, he's just on such a nice trajectory. His bat to ball skills are elite. Once again, you know, as guys are navigating the big leagues and figuring out different problems and working through their swing, the one thing that lets them stay up here 
and ride the waves a little bit easier is the strike zone discipline. So anytime you're getting these guys, that's why Evan Carter is really unique, Wyatt Lankford. I mean, these guys walk more than they strike out. Justin Foskey, Blaine Krim. There's a really cool crop that's just done a really nice job throughout the system of developing those patterns. And, and uh, Foskey is one of those guys that nothing is ever going to be good enough for him, just the way he goes about his, his day. And, and that's just a very admirable trait that I've seen in a lot of really good hitters. Man, the Buster Posey comp, I mean, that's uh, that's big right there. I mean, talk about a disciplined hitter and approach at the plate. I mean, 85 walks to 70 Ks last year, so he, he had more walks than strikeouts at Round Rock and AAA. It's awesome. 123 uh, hits total last year. So, and, and the issue is, I mean, he's a second baseman. So, like, the defense, certainly not anywhere comparable to what Marcus Simeon. It's just necessarily where you're going to play him. I know they've been trying him out at first base. Maybe that's an area they could platoon him with uh, Nathaniel Love. You need Lowe to get a day off like they did with Mitch Garver. But you, you got to love what you're hearing there about Justin Foscue and, and how he mentally prepares as a hitter every day. Yeah, he did slide in there. He's a he's a pillar of this team's future offense. Like the defense is questionable. This The foot speed is so questionable that as a in, 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 middle infielder, it's not a good long-term projection. I think he's first base or DH. Um, and he's also a trade chip. You know, and a very, very good one. Like you talk about a real professional hitter. I, I think I would be ecstatic if he spends a decade as your DH. You know, I, I, uh, I grew up in Washington State, and we had Edgar Martinez for the yeah. longest time, right? And he was a decent third baseman when he was young, but then he got old, and he like couldn't play uh, the infield for a, a solid ten years of his career. But you just knew, bro. We got a three twenty five hitter who shows up every day and is the perfect piece of the lineup. And I, I think you know that kind of career is very possible for Foscue. But you got to be careful, you know, with a, with a guy like that because this team's defense is so good. Um, you know, I, I think you got to make sure that you don't sacrifice that because you don't need his offense. I look at Foskey as much more of a, a, a very tantalizing trade piece uh, for this, uh, you know, this this deadline coming up in, in what, July? Yeah, I mean, very well could be for sure. I mean, either way, uh, if you can get something awesome in return for him or if he ends up being a stud, it seems like one way or another he he's going to be an asset. Yeah. And, and that's that's really exciting. And then, you know, the, the thing that he's talking about with just sort of the, the mental makeup, the personality, the how driven he is to be great. He's he's an adult sort of at a young age. And that's what you have with Evan Carter. Yeah. As a young dude who's clearly like he's grounded and he is he is a professional and, and you don't have to worry about some of that stuff. He's going to be dedicated um, as dedicated as it gets. And then he goes on Donnie Ecker last night with Jared Sandler on Rangers hot stove here on your home of the world champs. And uh, it's he, he's the Rangers offensive coordinator. So he goes from talking about Foscue to the follow up here. OK, what about Wyatt Langford? Let's this go. is the golden boy. Let's hear about old Wyatt. These guys that have stable life off the field you know we, we happen to have these guys that are all under 25 some of them under 21 that are already married and Wyatt Langford's one of them right he's like these guys have such consistency in their off the field and their framework and how they view the world and they're just like far mature for their their age but when you're off the field is that stable and you already know who you are when you come into these complex environments when you go through failure it doesn't shake you as much that that's something I know about Wyatt from when we drafted him, he went straight to Arlington to hit with us at the big league level, and he hung out in the cage with Simeon and Seeger and, and Josh Smith, and I remember all those guys were there, and I just remember watching how comfortable he was and not trying to be anybody else, you know, and 
a lot of people um, would have had certain behaviors, you know, just, just becoming a multimillionaire and a first round pick. And I just remember watching how humble he was and the questions he asked. And, and you just kind of know, you're like, this guy's different. And then you, you get him in front of you and then you watch him in lives. You watch him face Dane Dunning. You know, I watched him against Haney and Josh Spores today. There's just not many guys that have his type of power with his, what I'd call finesse skills. Like he's got the, the power of like a Josh Young, but the plate discipline of an Evan Carter. It's, it's, it's just really different. Like he, he's a really, really different guy. He's as far ahead of somebody at this stage in their career that I've personally ever had from like AAA to the big leagues. And he's going to go through tough things and uh, the game's going to get him. He's not to make adjustments, but he is, he's just a really, really unique uh, piece of clay. And it just goes back to, to Kip and CY and our scouting department. I mean, there's something, right. There's something in our process that I can't dive into, but I'm sure Kip can, but there's clearly something in our process that's really doing a good job identifying the type of people that are going to excel in these types of systems with, with our staff. Extremely encouraging there, boys. The future, yeah, the future God. feels bright. You talk about the plate yep. discipline of an Evan, Evan Carter, but probably more power than a Josh Young, really. I mean, yeah. that's uh, that's super exciting. And then with Carter, he went on to talk about the, the concern with the lefty hitting, and they seem to not have any concern at all that's when it comes amazing. to Evan Carter hitting, hitting hitting lefties. He was like, that's not something we even think about. Like, that dude, with his mentality, his approach, he's going to be just fine. Yeah, between all those guys, and I would throw Josh Young in there as well, they've done a hell of a job at identifying talented young players who have the hyper-focused grinder gene. Right, right. They're, they're getting the right kind of dudes in there, and, and that's a credit to to see why in the entire scouting department that uh, that really does the homework on on the type of dude you're getting. And some of that stuff is like, okay, you don't have to worry about that. The, all of the things are in place. He checks all the boxes to be great. Let's see, if, let's see if he can stay healthy and put it all together. The talent is there with all of these dudes. And I do think, like, when you talk about Evan Carter there, Walchuk, and there not being a concern, it's interesting. I, I think so much of it is because, man, he got thrusted in in super high leverage time where it's like, okay, we don't have time to see your growth here. We're, we're this is playoff time. This is this is postseason. This is World Series time. So this is not a strength of yours right now. Not that it will forever not be, but right now we have to adjust ourselves because this is an extremely important game here. This isn't a losing team. This isn't a regular season. Whatever you have time to grow and and kind of get used to things here versus lefties. His sample size is super small, and it's like we don't have the time to give you these opportunities. But this regular season, I expect that. Yeah, I think part of it is you know preparation gives confidence, and that's the you know the favorite uh, tool in in every coach's book when you're looking to, to give them the phrase, but that's, that's real, you know? And if you work as hard as these guys work, like Wyatt Lanker gets drafted, he comes and spends time in the, in the cage. They just want to work and be better. You know, you, that, now you combine that with, um, you know, I, I think this level of focus also isn't something that you can just choose to have. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that is, is sort of genetically selected or genetically chosen for you, you know, by mom and dad or the luck of the lottery to be able to lock in because most players get burnt out and they end up playing worse because they have a hard time getting focused while grinding through everything like that. And, you know, typically the greats, that's one of their biggest, like, hidden secrets. And they always tell people this isn't talent, this is hard work because they know much how much more hard work they do. You know, I, I always thought that was Peyton Manning's maybe greatest strength. There was, sure. not, there was not an end to his reservoir of fuel to want to learn and work harder. 
And that's how he made up for not being a great processor. S2 test was around for Peyton Manning's time. I don't think he would have scored that great at it. He was all about preparation of knowing how you would react because he really couldn't react in time like Tom Brady. Dang, that is interesting, dude. Yeah. I think Drew Brees is another one of those dudes who the 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 work and dedication to being great allowed him because he's undersized, no arm strength, like yeah. just getting by on accuracy and and knowing hopefully what the defense is going to do. I mean, Kobe do. Bryant might be the king of all that with how many workouts and how many hours that he did. And then he took it to studying how often he was going left and right so he would never have an opponent know. Right. And he'd be like, yes. well, I got to do everything 50 50 throughout this game. Almost like he's Belichick thinking about running plays just so you have to scout me. So when we see you, then you, you don't know which direction I'm going ever. Uh, and if I'm going to pull up or, or get to the rim ever. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's cool to be able to put a spotlight on those kind of guys. And it's great that I believe the Rangers have a knack for finding them. These, these are rare traits. You know, usually these guys are, are talented and kind of aloof or, you know, uh, uh, talented, but, you know, high strung, talented, but hella emotional. You know, there's there's a wide range when we go talk to these guys and, you know, you see the grinders and you're like, wow, it'd be cool to have a bunch of really talented guys like that on the team. And I think maybe a combination of J.D. and C.Y. and the scouts We've talked about how they suck at finding and developing pitchers. I think they're great at this part of it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get some pitchers that uh, are that same archetype. Yeah, yeah. That'd be something. I think they've tried. They just <laughs> need to develop a little bit better. <laughs> they are getting some talent in here, that's for sure. And I do believe it's going to pay off here before too long. Okay, it's time now to hit the expressway. We'll take you commercial free to the top. Who did Johnny Manziel throw under the bus? Jalen Brunson audio. And uh, why we are, are so blessed to have had a recent change with the Mavs. That's coming up next. The G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, buddy, welcome back. We got a jam-packed expressway. It is brought to you by the on-time experts. We got Johnny Manziel audio. We got Jalen Brunson audio. We got Cowboys hiring coaches. Let's rock this thing. We'll go commercial free to the top. LA Live's coming up in about 16 minutes. We'll start with Todd Acha, ESPN Cowboys reporter. And uh, he, he's, he tweeted about 20 minutes ago, reposted the Cowboys have hired former Boston College offensive coordinator Steve Shimko as an offensive assistant, spent the last four years at BC, worked with Cowboys OC Brian Schottenheimer in Seattle, replaces Will Harriger, who left for the Carolina Panthers. So, yeah, this is cool. I, I like them turning over their coaches, uh, you know, and I, I like them going into college and, and finding a guy and, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, you know, which, uh, you know, specialty he has. But um, I, I think Mike McCarthy does have a tireless pursuit 
of good offense in his DNA and in his track record. So when they're shuffling the deck and bringing in guys, I'm assuming this is going to help them take the next step in their progression offensively that we started to see for the first time around the bye week. That's what I'm that's what I'm expecting and hoping. Is my glass too half full on this, gentlemen? I, maybe a little bit. I think he's a Brian Schottenheimer guy. Uh, there wasn't anything at Boston College that would wow you. But, hey, that, that's not necessarily speaking to him. And he was an assistant quarterback coach there with Shoddy in Seattle. He's 34 years old. He is one of those young, maybe up-and-coming coaches. Okay. So I think the jury's still out, but maybe he is. Maybe he is one of these guys that can come in and give you some added wrinkles and innovation. But I do like the idea just generally of going to get a young guy from college to get into your system here. I think that's something McVay just did for the Rams, and you're seeing it defensively uh, in Green Bay right now with what they just did. So, I mean, I, I like what they got going on here. Mavs back in action tomorrow night, 6.30 on TNT. They're going to host the Suns. It's going to be an early game. Wanted to give you the heads up on that. It's going to be a TNT game. MLS season open up tonight. If you're looking, you don't have stars, you don't have maps, what are you going to watch? Leo Messi at 7 o'clock. As of Tuesday night, the get-in price on StubHub was 68 bucks, guys. You know what that means? We're going to go watch Messi play this year at Toyota Stadium and not pay an arm and a leg. There we go. Wow. Last year, they were sitting at, uh, at uh, you know, three 400 bucks. The average price to uh, see in Miami this year is still 275, but the road demand is not what it was last year. So the shine's already off. Every like everybody that wanted to see him that bad got yeah. to see him. It was his first couple of games. You know they were on that great run where they were trying to to win the tournament that right. they were in, and I think it was new and exciting. Um, but now it's just sort of like normal level demand. I also thought last year that might have been the only games he would ever play for Inter Miami. Now he's back for a full season, and there's just a lot more games that are going to be available. Charlie Woods, uh, son of Tiger, going to compete in a pre-qualifier event as he bids to secure a place in the PGA Tour's Cognizant Classic next week in Palm Beach Gardens. Is that's a, there's a tornado. Be cognizant, guys. Be cognizant. Be cognizant. <laughs> Woods. Oh my God, where is it? Uh, we need to bring that sound back, dude. <laughs> the young master Woods will play Thursday in the 18-hole event at Lost Lake Golf Club in Hobie Sound, Florida. Uh, one of the four pre-qualifying sites, the PGA Tour website says, approximately 25 players and ties from each of the four pre-qualifying sites will advance to a Monday qualifier from which four players will earn spots in the Cognizant Classic February 29th. That would be awesome if he can already make it at 15 years old. I mean, just the fact that he's playing in it, maybe it's a sponsorship exemption, but you know, maybe uh, Charlie's going to be able to continue this, uh, this, this story for us. Southland Conference has been at eight players from that brawl uh, last night after the game against Texas A&M Commerce. 76-72 in OT, got a little heated, and uh, you know had, you had some punches and, and wrestling happening there in the in the handshake line. Then probably for two minutes or so, yeah, had was... a hard time getting it contained because literally like everybody was fighting. Damn, it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, we got uh, we got Johnny Manziel audio, and let's start here with uh, the LeBron cut. Here talking, he was in Cleveland as LeBron is in Cleveland, and here's uh, Johnny's story about uh, that friendship that he had. I remember this is how bad off I was whenever I was in Cleveland. You know, LeBron would text me every week to come over to the house and watch a game or play poker with the boys and just tried to be there. And I was so depressed for the first time in my life that even my biggest role model and inspiration in my life couldn't get me out of bed to come and hang out with them. You know, when I went to the Cavs games, I went, I was in, I was out. I didn't really grasp and latch on um, to him in a way that I should have. And 
he tries to take me under his wing, right? And I'm just kind of nudging it away because of where my mental is and being just fully depressed in where I was in my life. Is that an excuse? Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, the respect that I should have for them, giving me everything, should trump all else. Yeah, no doubt. You know, he was definitely in a, in a spiral. You know, it, it's hard, I, I think, to break away. He was definitely in a major party mode. And I think when you're in that party mode, you hang out with friends that you can do all that stuff with. You don't want to go hang out with other friends. They're not going to enable that behavior. You know, it's 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 interesting to see and hear Johnny Manziel have that perspective on that now, because I know at that time it was LeBron. It was everybody Mm -hmm. outside of very, very few people that thought it was cool to say, leave Johnny alone. You know, he's just partying, guys. Leave him alone. He's just like any other athlete. You know, he's just having a good time with it. It was clear it was heading down a very, very bad path. And now he's starting to get perspective on it. But whenever I hear Johnny, I'm 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 not sure where he is because of how deceitful and how clever that he was, um, you know, throughout that whole time in his life. You know, it's kind of like Ryan Leaf, where you look at him and you're like, I hope everything's going good, but I I just don't know. After everything that's transpired, I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, and that's how the documentary that they just had, I believe, over the summer or whatever about him, where it kind of left off that way, where it wasn't like, and all is beautiful now. It's kind of like, you know, we're still trying to piece this thing together. There was a lot of self-reflection and a lot of positives and growth that you could hear and see. But then he's also still, you know, smoking blunts and playing beer pong in midday. So I don't know. I mean, and look, nothing wrong with that. Do your thing. Sounds like winning to me. Absolutely. That's a hell of a way to party in the summer, man. (laughs) I don't know if that was Gavin Dawson or Charlie Sheen. (laughs) Okay. uh, He also threw his former coach, Kevin Sumlin, under the bus. And uh, do we have just one cut here? What are we looking at here, gentlemen? Yeah, one, one Looks cut. like there's two cuts okay. here on Menzel and Sumlin. Here we go. Uh, Club uh, Shay Shay or Club Messe, as I'll Club call Messe. It. Yeah. <laughs> what was your relationship like with Kevin Sumlin? My relationship with Kevin Sumlin was great. You know, um, he was my dog. You know, he rode for me hard. He went to bat for me. He went to war for me in a multitude of different scenarios. You know, I think where our relationship fell out a little bit is... You know, how do you have a guy who's a grown man who, I look back on this now, reflective in this. You know, how do you have a guy who's a grown man, you know, telling me what I should do? Obviously, my coach, my guy I'm looking up to, my head football coach, is telling me to live a certain way and put all this party and this behind you. But if you know anything about Kevin Summons, what he's doing behind the scenes. Oh, he's partying too? So from behind, from my eyes, so you say, it's hypocritical. We partied together. We're a 40-40 club in New York. Yeah, oh, yeah. We in the back room playing pool with Ace of Spades. We're chilling. Right. Coach is there. This is what he does. So now looking back at it, it's hypocritical to me. And our relationship is great and will forever be great. And no, I do not sit here today as a judge of a man, a judge of a person who helped get me to the point of where I wanted to be in life. By no means whatsoever. I'm calling a spade a spade. Right. And I'm just going to be and, and give the God's honest truth as what I know it to be. Right. That ruffles some feathers, so be it. Right. It's the way the world goes. Man, if I was Kevin, I'd, I'd call him so quick, and I'd be like, man, I, I'm not you. Okay, yeah. do, n- do not compare us. Okay, everybody that goes to the club is yeah. not the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grown, by the way. I'm grown. You still aren't grown yet. Yeah. Okay, I learned how to handle that responsibility. You still haven't yet. I'm a coach. I'm coaching you. All coaches are hypocritical. Yeah. We had a big old fat coach tell us, you're not running enough. <laughs> do <Yeah>. it again. Yeah. <laughs> 
as his belly shaked when he said it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be fighting out of shape, do yeah. you? Um, I don't know, do you? Do as yeah. I say, not as I do. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, sure, Kevin Sumlin has not had a perfect shutout record when it comes to balancing party in life. But as an adult, you grow and you learn how to balance having a good time with your responsibilities for the most part. And, you know, the, the thing that bothers me the most out of that is that this guy protected you so you could get drafted. Yeah. You know, and here he is having a tough month and you're like right under the bus, bro. Bite that's, the hand that feeds kind of deal. Yeah, that, that, that's tough. That's filthy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next cut here from uh, Manziel on, on someone. Are you surprised that he hasn't got a head coaching job? Um, no. I'm You're not, not surprised? Mm-mm. Why? Um, I think what made Coach Sumlin so great is no longer really with him right now where his focus is. You know, I think life has gotten um, the better of him a, a little bit. And I'm a prime example of, and I don't want to sit up here and be a preacher, you know. I don't want to sit up here and tell anybody they're living wrong or anything like that because that's what it used to feel like me back in the day. When they were people were doing that Johnny. to me. So... Um, I don't see the same spark. You know, I don't have much of a relationship anymore with him anymore. We'll reach out and talk like here and there, maybe once a year, mm-hmm. but not like I have the relationship with my other coaches. And <laughs> I don't, it doesn't sound like they're all that great or whatever, like he was alluding to in the first clip. I know that. Yeah. I was like, man, which one is it? It is, uh, it is a little bit of a bummer. Um, I mean, I, I, he still, he still clearly has some, some bitterness towards that, you know, because I guess he was being made to feel some kind of way. But you, as you mentioned, like how many, how many great things did Kevin Sumlin do for you that yeah. make up for the idea of not to make up for what he's done and whatever, but in terms of just not feeling the need to air it out. Yeah. Like, hey, you should feel good about we all have issues, whatever, but he did a lot of great things for me, and I'd like to be focusing on that. But he clearly wanted to get that off his chest. Yeah, because, you know, I, in, this is your chance as a coach if other people will, you know, jump up and sing your praises while you're sitting on the sidelines. Yes. You know, that's how Mike McCarthy got the job. Several people, coaches, get back in this because media happens and makes it seem like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Let's let's call him. And all of a sudden, a media story generates a job opportunity. And maybe Kevin someone's looking for that opportunity right now. You can't even get respect from from Johnny Manziel, your quarterback, who you helped you know, send to the NFL. Uh, that, that's that's tough. And I, you know, I we're getting in the text. I'm not trying to say Kevin Sumlin's perfect. No, no not we, at all. Yeah, like He's we, clearly we know he did. Get, he yeah. got arrested for a DUI here recently. I mean, Ke- but that's the thing. Kevin Sumlin's got in his the last own, like few months. Yeah, his, his own issues. You yeah. know, so he doesn't need Johnny here piling it on as well. To your point, a yeah. guy that has been good to Johnny Manziel, as Johnny just told us. We and got- that's a Brett move, though. Hey, man, I need you to stop drinking and focus. You're the quarterback of this team. Everything, a whole lot of eyes are looking at you. But you're drinking, coach. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm compare, your coach. Yeah, I'm the coach, man. <laughs> compare yourself to other quarterbacks out here. Don't compare yourself to what I'm doing, bro. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Let me let me screw myself over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gee. And- and and the, you know I, I, Messy. I there there is a there is a bro code is involved in here as well you know it, it, there's there's coach there's there's player but you know as he answered the first question you know he's talking about him like that's my dude you know that's my dog which means you're kind of more peers and you shouldn't you should always be protecting those those bros and dogs in in public situations like this especially yeah I, because the other thing is too is like I don't know that I I, I can't recall any time where Kevin someone was out in 
you know, on record diminishing, you know, whatever he was doing behind closed doors, we don't know. But if he's encouraging you not to do poor things behind closed doors and he's not airing it out, it's not like he is saying something and now Johnny Menzel's responding. It sounds like Kevin Sumlin, sure, he's got his own issues, but he's keeping quiet right now. It's not like he's talking about you. Yeah, he wasn't saying this on draft week. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that that would be your dad. Who, who was dunking all over you in magazines and newspapers and TV. Okay, we got some Jalen Brunt's audio. Um, and and I believe why we're so blessed to have had recent changes at the Mavs here. Pretty good chunk. And then LA Live's just right around the corner. Here we go with some Jalen Brunson talking about his departure. I really did want to stay in Dallas. Before my fourth season in Dallas, my last season in Dallas, we try to extend our contract. Whatever we can get, was the most we can get was like four years and $55 million. And so... Obviously, we wanted to do that. I wanted to stay there. I, th- I thought I would be there for a long time, and uh, I liked my role there. It's funny because my agent was like, I mean, you can do so much. You can do. You can get more. You can get more. I'm saying, like, well, like, I just I want to be safe. Like, I'm not trying to gamble right now. This is not something you can really gamble with if it's out there. Right. And so, but they they were like, we want to see where we're at, you know, about like 20, 25 games into the season. But uh, we were like, all right, well, if we're not going to do it, I kind of don't want to do it until after the season. I'm not trying to think about this. During the season, right. Yeah, so there's a period where Luca went out and I started to start. I was playing really well. I think I was averaging like 20 and like six maybe, whatever. It was about that 20 to 25 mark. And so we went back. We're like, hey, like the deal's there. We're thinking about it. Like, I'll do it. Like right now. And still it was no. Like it, was, it wasn't a hard note. It was just like, we want to see, we want to see. So, I'm so like, this was Dallas. This is Dallas. Uh, this is still in Dallas. Okay. Mm. Trade deadline comes. I'm like thinking, like, all right, well, if the, so I'm not getting extended. I'm probably going to get traded. Probably. I think the way I've been playing, like, this is like, playing well, right? I'm playing somewhat decent. And so that didn't happen. And then, um, yeah, so I, the, the deal came on the table after the trade deadline. And I was like, I, I, no, I think, I think I've outgrown that now. Right. Okay. Personally, that's what I thought. I was like, I think I've outgrown that. He had, and I, he I played that well. I yes, he he did. And the Mavs didn't, the, the, you know. No, and and that's that's why I, I I premised it by saying I'm just happy that that group is no longer in charge of these decisions. You know, they made a bad evaluation. They didn't know how good he was. He starts absolutely balling, and they w- they weren't flexible enough to say, "Oh, we were wrong. We got to keep this guy." No, you could argue it turned out okay. Yeah, I think both are in good places, right? I yeah. think Brunson's in New York. But you could have him team. right now. You could have him right now on like the second year of a four-year, fifty-five million-dollar contract. <laughs> yes, yeah, you'd I be mean. saving a lot of money. <laughs> and you're not paying the, the max to Kyrie. But yeah. I, I think both. It, it, it ended well for both parties. But it is frustrating as a Mavs fan to look back at that and think, like, damn, they really messed that one up. And they messed it up with his contract to begin with, as we talked about all last year, with not having that extra year. Yeah, and you know, I I think the narrative was he's just going to New York. He went on to say there was no deal with my dad, and they weren't gonna. He, he was not gonna be a part of the organization at all. All of this came after the fact that the Mavs didn't do it. And then when you got into that summer of free agency, I was advocating for the Mavs to capitulate and give him the the thirty million bucks or whatever it yeah. was just to keep him. That's what we had. We had. So he's talking next about like going on the playoff run because Luke is injured. They go into the playoffs, and Jalen Brunson. That's that's when he really explodes. Okay. And then he says Mark Cuban just went silent on him. Okay. Obviously going to playoffs, Luke gets hurt like second to last game or last game of the season. And so we're, he's out for the first three games, and I obviously did what I did. Ain't no looking back. Ain't no looking back. And so that all happens. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of my timeline so I don't mess up. 
So they'll be losing the Western Conference Finals. And I remember seeing something on Twitter after the game, and it was like Mark saying, hey, like we can pay him the most money. And so he says that on Twitter. He says that like in the in an interview, like Post-season, whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever, like literally right after the game. And so I'm thinking like, all right, I'm okay. I just, I just, after that, it was like crickets. Mm. From my wow. point of view, I can't speak to anyone else. I'm just, from my point of view, it was crickets. Mm-hmm. And so, and obviously I saw like New York making moves and saw all that stuff. And I was like, home, close to home, close to two home. hours away from where I was, or an hour away from where I was born. Yeah. Parents live on the East Coast, whole families on the East Coast. So I started thinking like, mm. I could, this, this could be a real thing. Wow. And so um, then here we are. Cuban went silent on him. Thanks, Cubes, for selling the team. It's time now to go into the Pimp Cup. Here's Lucius <laughs> Alexander with LA Live. Still thinking about Johnny Menzel, bro. That <laughs> was filthy work right yeah, there. That was bad. Wow, that was nasty. But hey, Johnny Menzel had I 30 lit back in the day. All the way from Dallas to Fort Worth. Fort Worth police brought the helicopters out looking for Johnny Manziel. So where he at? Where Money Manziel? Where's Money Money? That was wild He was lit, bro. Was he in a Bentley or something like that? And the police was chasing him? Come on! Something from a movie, bro. I think that was the time he literally kidnapped his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to bring up that part. (laughs) You know. Uh, what's that movie with the guy? Uh, he was in the Bentley in the high speed chase before he got arrested. He was a football player, had to go to jail. Oh, the longest yard? L- y'all, there we yeah, go. Adam that, Sandler. Paul Crew. Sequence. Yeah. yeah, that was Johnny Manziel, bro. <laughs> I say that respectfully, Manziel. Please don't take that to heart. It's a butt naked Wednesday. Let's get into it. <laughs> Hello? It's Megan. Megan who? The one with all the awesome stuff for you. What kind of stuff? (laughs) Coffee, (laughs) p*** and juice. Some cigarettes? Next door, honey. Next door. <laughs> it's butt naked Wednesday. Yeah, she had the wrong door. <laughs> the laugh. <laughs> it's Megan! It's LA Live for February 21st, 2024. Yeah, them four foes. It's a butt naked Wednesday here in LA Live. Shout out to Miss Badu. I too was born underwater with three dollars and six dimes. Peace to the gods. What's today's math, son? Uh, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here, right here with LA Live, and I appreciate that. We appreciate that here on 105.3 The Fan. And LA Live is sponsored by Kissable Dental, and they're no bill guaranteed. Book online at kissabledental.com. Your kissable journey begins today. Now, let's see. Should I play the cheap bag in it? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, I play the G-Bag of the Day right here. G-Bag of the Day, we do it every day on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there, man, don't be afraid to hit me up at Lucky Lucius P on social media. Lucius Alexander on Facebook, or you can go to Twitter, find G-Bag Nation, look in the bio, and follow everybody, shout it. Do it and do it now. Our champion right here is from the RJ and Choppy Show. Which one of these guys is Chop? <laughs> uh, the Dallas Stars have a new player. You want to hear about him? Here it goes. The Stars called up their top prospect 
Let me go ahead and see if I can get this right. All right, let's see. This bill will help me out. Logan Stank as in... Oh. Wait. No. That ain't it. Stank as in crank. Stank Oven. Stank ass. Stank ass. Uh, we'll call her Vita from uh, now on. He wrote me stank acid. <laughs> as he stank acid. <laughs> so they're supposed to say stank as he crank. Don't put this on Instagram, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> don't let stank acid. I don't want the clip. <laughs> then it'll be Aggie watch hockey. That's funny, man. That's great. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Right. Yeah. He's Ron Burgundy, just cold reading. Reading whatever's in front of him. Yeah, he realizes in hey. real time, oh, wait, that's not right. Yeah. I like to consider myself the official Ron Burgundy of the station. You will. I learned that. I had to yeah. fix myself one time. Really? I just handed you some paperwork <laughs> with all kinds of cuss words on it. <laughs> Dawson almost read it. I was like, okay, don't do that again. <laughs> uh, LA Live 105 through the fan. It is a butt naked Wednesday. I have a question for the Tolos that I asked on Facebook right here. What is your unpopular opinion? What is your unpopular opinion? Uh, let's see, I got answers like, all social media should be banned. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, you think that's unpopular? I think a lot of people want it banned, but they're too addicted to it. It's and we get information more. from it still. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a very small percentage of people that would want it banned. Okay. Not, not popular. So I think is, most people would okay. want it. So it is an unpopular opinion. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I bet like amongst like mental health professionals, yeah, therapists and stuff, they'd be like, man, that's perfect. That's, yeah. that's what we should do. I believe you, especially at Twitter. My God. Uh, brisket is overrated. Uh, that's, that's bull. Yeah. You know, I I thought the same when I got here. Um, and it's, it's probably because you haven't had the right one yet. Yeah. You probably just had some dry brisket or something. You don't realize what the hell is going on yet. But you'll come around. What's your unpopular opinion? I asked this to the Tolos that follow me on Facebook, and I got answers like, birth control should be for men. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it was easier, I think we would have we'd have done it by now. Hey, dog, you got one of them birth control pills? <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Guys, I got some plans for tonight. You got one left. <laughs> it doesn't we work like that. It. You have to be taking it consistently, bro. I've been on this, yeah. man. I've been grinding here. I'm the one who's earned this opportunity. Four weeks in. At a kid-free opportunity. <laughs> this is not yours. Coffee and energy drinks are for lazy people. Oh, my gosh. Coffee's just good. Yes, um, the the caffeine is is a is a weird deal though. I think if you can break it, the the energy consistency and levels would be better without it. But once you go down that path, that is a hard thing to break. You get headaches. And yeah, it's, it's probably true. 10 withdrawals, days. Yeah. shakes, sweats. <laughs> yes, yeah. is that just me? No, the caffeine addiction. Plus, real. there's a quality of life thing yeah. of just sipping that coffee, smelling it. Right. Oh yes, it's dude. an enjoyable Especially the stuff moment. Spittle has. Oh, I can't believe he got that past customs. He's got some zooms. <laughs> yeah, Sheesh. He's got that bam bam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got to be all like Broadus. He has never had coffee or energy drinks. I He's know. just a man. He just digs down deep and musters up the energy to do something. How does he do this? Got to muster it up. <laughs> I got an unpopular opinion, Lucius. Go ahead, dog. I, I mean, I know you do. I do. Yeah, I have a lot of them. Yeah, I don't think you have to even try. Just freestyle one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me a beat. Let's go. I think most religions are right. You know, I, I think I, I relate to the Native Americans where they, they would meet people from other religions. They'd be like, cool, man. Yeah, that sounds great. I want to meet your God. You know, I want to meet how you interface with God. Yeah. I think I think we let it divide us way too much. 
I bet they can run that yeah. back if they wanted to. With you and that. But they want to spin yeah. the block on that decision. What's your unpopular opinion out here, people? They needed me back in the day. They really did. They were a Gavin you Dawson away. You want to save your? Well, I could have. Been, I could have at least talked to the others. Like, no, dude, it's cool. Hey, Trust me. That's yeah. what we've been looking for, bro. That's what we've been looking for. You're cool. I'm There's cool. no more John Browns, bro. We we're just need one cool. guy. Be like, hey, man, can we just chill? <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your unpopular opinion? Bobby Belt did not ruin the morning show. I think that's a strong opinion. It's a good take. Yes, and there might have been a, like a, a three to six months probationary period where it was debatable, but we're on the other <laughs> side of that now, and it's pure gold. Yeah. <laughs> the light at the end of the tunnel. We've seen the light. Birthing pains. But I do yeah. think th- <laughs> I think it's a good nominee for unpopular opinion because that'll probably rile up the fan text right now. Yeah, a lot of oh, people yeah. text in and complain about that. But Bob. they're wrong. <laughs> uh, unpopular opinion, the Sopranos was mid. It was mid. Oof. Yeah, popular. that <laughs> is unpopular. Now, the last season, I might be able to go along with you. Got a little artsy for me. Oh, yeah, I can see you <laughs> yeah. doing that The one. finale definitely I mean, was yeah. like, what are we doing it here? Was. But I get it. on that one. Somebody said, take some DMT and you'll see God. That is a fact, Jack. Mm-hmm. That is a fact, Jack. Take that is right not a recreational jog. That is, that is medicine. Uh, a four-day work week would benefit everyone, unpopular opinion. I don't know. I'm with that one. Uh, Des Bryant was sabotaged by his own coach. Hmm, Jay Jeezy. Yeah. I've heard a lot of sabotage when it comes to Jay Jeezy. <laughs> all, all 53 of them were. The entire fan base was. I, mean, I think we were For a decade. He said, you so bad at your job. You got to be trolling us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, I think he was just that bad. Oh, even though I like him a lot. I love Jay Jeezy, bro. Yeah. Hell of a guy. Uh, meeting people online is the best way to meet people. Unpopular opinion. I think it, it does have the highest success rates currently. It's become the norm. Yeah. Although I, I think, guys, I saw this happen a couple of times recently. Because it's not happening, it'll blow a lady's mind if you actually try to pick her up in person. She'll like, be like, oh, my goodness. This guy was so confident. He actually talked to me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, it's easier yeah, to stand but, out now. Yeah, he didn't yeah, text me. Yeah, yeah. I don't talk to people in public. Uh, the NFL <laughs> product is not as good as we're sold. Unpopular opinion. It's not as good as we're sold in a failed product. Uh, Usher's halftime show was mid. I don't like that, but you have your opinion. Oh, so the, many the, shouts out to ATL. And- the mic was broken, though, wasn't it? The mic was off. No, he was just he was just uh, just lip syncing uh, that thing, wasn't he? I the, think the he acoustics was were weird. He was singing, singing at some I points. Think his part was good. The acoustics guy, the guy running the board, they need to Lucius back there. Okay, Ooh, that could be. Bring yeah. his mic up a little bit. I, th- I felt like I was hearing too much ambience. A little low. Yeah. There were so many Easter eggs in that Usher performance. Was there? Uh, yeah, Teddy Pendergrass shot outs, uh, Michael Jackson, Roberta Flax and stuff. Uh, here's another unpopular opinion. College is not a scam. Well, maybe if you're like a physicist or something, you, you're not going to be able to find the experts in your field on YouTube. Go to college. Anybody else? There's a lot of history books you can read. Yeah. You know, you can get all know, this man. stuff. It's, and, and, you know, when I was growing up, college would be like, oh, you're going to community college, 1500 a year. Oh, you're going to state college, four grand. 
Okay, oh, private school. You're hitting it. 7000 bucks for the year going yeah. to private school. Now it's $20, yeah. 40 it's eighty, fifty per year, yeah, dude. Here, go pay for your degree. Then when you graduate, you start off your life now in debt and, oh, good luck trying to find a job. Yeah. So it's just backwards for me. Let's start off at $27,000. Uh, what's your unpopular opinion right here? Dak is pretty good. I think Dak's pretty good. But that's like... That's you reaching into your pocket and trying to find the nicest thing you can say about him right now. No, I mean, in the regular season, we know he's good. Here's one on the fan text. Eric makes the G-Bag Nation. I just texted that unpopular. <laughs> you just texted that <laughs> Thank you, old Chuck. Uh, another got you. unpopular opinion. No one has ever been to the moon. Uh, the grass is actually greener in some situations. Uh, a f- not a fan of Beyonce's music or her voice. I do like how that's a, that's a scorching hot take from that the grass is, is always greener or, uh, you know, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. The grass is greener sometimes. 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 Some situations. You know what? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Oh, women should be at home. That was me. <laughs> Wagyu beef. Wagyu beef is overrated. Oh, dude, opinion. You should have had those sliders today. Tell that to the operators club, right, Walchuk? Dude, those sliders that they have are absolutely divine. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if you guys, uh, I, I tried this place in Grapevine. Son of a butcher. I don't know if they got a bunch of them around or what, but they do They do a Wagyu slider. That's a move right there. Okay, but I've heard I, but about the spot. Nothing, nothing, nothing could top what I had today, though. I'm Thank you, you operators it. club. Uh, let's see. What's your unpopular opinion? I asked this to the totals that follow me on Facebook. You can follow me there at Lucius Alexander. I'm going to post my dogs later. Took them to the hill while I was running. They were chasing me. We were playing football. I was trying to shake them and everything. It was crazy. Got your moves back? A little bit. It's almost there, bro. Uh, adults are the ones ruining youth sports. I agree with that. That was Dawson who responded to that. parents are getting out of control. Uh, adults are well. I already read that one. <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep these kids together on their teams more. That would be my beef. You know, we're yeah. breaking kids up. Like, oh, you gotta go play with the elite kids when you're nine years old. Play with your buddies for a good six or seven years. You can worry about that crap when you're fifteen. Yeah, uh, Roma wasn't a choke artist. Yeah, gentle parenting is ridiculous. Put the foot down on these little bad kids. Yeah, you know, people always say, you know, this generation's so bad, this generation's so bad. Who's raising them? That's right. Thank you. You got to look in the mirror sometimes. That's probably right. The parents, we all just get progressively worse. Yeah, the kids that, just get worse. That I can get with. Yeah. Everybody's responsible for this situation. Uh, donut holes is the best. Yes. Yeah, best deal in food when you donut get the holes. free bag. Oh, you yeah. got to bring a kid. Bring a kid, bro, and they will throw you a bag. See, I was wondering why I wasn't getting these lately. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, Yeah. our goal like 11.45, 11.50 when it's almost about to close, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. Throw you all types of stuff. Uh, Foreskin is overrated. I wouldn't know. Foreskin is overrated. (laughs) How would you know? Uh, And last one right here. Dak should have been MVP in 2016 and 2023. Yeah, I'd say that's unpopular. Here's another unpopular pin on the fan text. That weed drop isn't funny at all, and it's overplayed. That's weed. That's weed. That is an unpopular like, I've incorporated that drop into my everyday life. Yeah. I'll just say it to myself. Yeah. I was actually about to ask you if you could send me the file so I can use it for my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I have enough time to play this little clip for you. Yeah. You think so? Uh, all right. Well, we all agree that the NBA All-Star was mid. 
three-point contest was a highlight because the game is a three-point game now, so that's where all the stars were. Uh, the dunk contest needs a shot of energy. But one of my favorite pods, the Joe Budden Show. Um, they were talking about how frustrating it was to watch Luca and the Joker, their buddy-buddy situation. I think they were drinking. <laughs> I think they were drinking during the game. That might explain a lot. That might explain a lot because yeah. they really didn't care what was going no, on out there. Everything would make more sense if what you just said it was dead balls on. Yeah, man. I, I would, I I would enjoy that. They might have been. I would enjoy that. Playing patty cake with the basketball. Uh, where are the Mavs at? Is God, Sham God in the city right now? Oh, I hope so, man. I think so. They, yeah, they host Phoenix home. tomorrow. Okay. God, Sham God, tell your boy to calm down off our guy, Luca. Uh, as far as the All-Star game... I personally am working on a petition. We're only looking for 7 million signatures, right? I never want to see Luka Donk Chick and the Joker in another all-star game ever again. Please sign the petition if it comes to your, if it comes to your city. I have never seen two not give any type of... About now listen, y'all all y'all are all all-stars, so I know and rest in peace, Mamba, nobody cares. But them two care a lot less than everybody else. Yo, the Joker started complaining to a ref in the all-star game. When they threw the ball off his back. He went to the he ref. Ran down there you know the I'm the yo. MVP. Right? Yo, who the I am? You ever let some like that nigga hit me again. with a ball again. I'm a turtle. Yeah, I respect it. My brother's my about brother to be right awesome. there. <laughs> that Luca tried to dunk, caught the spasm, but I didn't even care about that. That happens to the best of us. When they inbounded that ball, and Luca Doncic took one dribble by the opposing free throw line and shot that, I said, "Oh, wait a second. These are playing with me. These." Have no respect for nothing. nothing. <laughs> he did that and then went checked out to tweet. He's talking about two for one. I'll snuff the out of, of Luka Doncic. I just seen him drop forty on my team two weeks ago. What are we doing right now? What are we doing? Dawson yeah. said they was buzzed up though, so I'm I, with you I on think that so. one. Yeah, yeah, I'm running with that theory. It was random and weird at times. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I'm God, tell your boy to calm down. Yeah. All right, I'm pulling out. That's my town, Lord Willing Creek. Don't rise. I'll Funny go. take though. That's good uh, stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I mean, I'd nominate him for G Bag. Oh man, hey man, I, I love that Joe Button pod. We're part of the family, according to my, uh, oh, really? yeah, my paid Patreon. Since I'm part of them. <laughs> yeah, we're all family now, yeah, brother. Just now. like in the NFL, as soon as we draft you, until until you're a free agent. Oh, uh, Nick Angstead, locked on Mavs, is going to join us. We'll continue the basketball conversation and get his predictions for what should be an exciting final home stretch of the season next year. It's the G Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.